the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The intersection of our faith and the world is a battlefield strewn with debris of a fallen world that challenges even the hardiest souls. And yet, this intersection is the context of our faith. As courageous Christian warriors, we must navigate this difficult terrain in our personal walk and as we seek to bring Christ to those who are lost and struggling. Friends, welcome and thank you for joining us on Courageous Christianity, a radio show and podcast about real faith for the real world. I'm Richard Mendelow, and as always, I'm joined by and so grateful for my wedded wingman, Christy Mendelow. And as always, I'm so grateful to be here, and I have to say I'm so grateful for our producer. He just <laughs> points at you and uh, to start the show, and it you just can't help but smile. I love him. <laughs> Friends, I have a question for you today. One single question. I will ask it, and I will ask you to think about it with us over the next hour. And that question is this. What if you're wrong? We're an incredibly divided nation. People are in pain, they're isolated, and God wants healing. He prizes unity in the truth. In humility, this must cause us to ask this question. So let me ask it again. In your opinions and perspectives, in the things about which you talk about most, in the judgment you bring to others, and in the parsing of your affections, what if you're wrong? What if you hold dear things you should let go? What if you treat casually things you should revere? What if your perspectives cause you to treat people in ways you shouldn't treat people, or not treat them in ways that you should? In short, what if you're wrong? For Christians in America, the stakes are very high. And today we have a special guest on the show to help us address this question. Bunny Pounds is the founder and president of Christians Engaged, an organization which seeks to awaken, educate, and empower Christians to pray, vote, and engage regularly in efforts to improve the nation's well-being. Bunny had a long and successful career as a political consultant, and she ran for congressional office herself. Bunny has seen the worst of politics. She's seen the worst of Washington's sausage-making, and she has seen the worst of divisive opinion and perspective, and she has just published a very accessible and interesting book about all of it. We're honored to have her back on the show. Bunny, welcome. Oh, it's great to be with you, Richard and Christy. Just so appreciate your work and everything you do to educate Christians and to empower us to be bold and courageous Christians. Amen. Thank you so much, friends. Before we get started, let us pray together. Heavenly Father, whatever we think and whatever we value, we must know that you are sovereign over everything. You know all, you have power over all, 
and we turn away from you at our own peril. Help us, Lord, to submit everything to you. Help us to give you our opinions and perspectives, our judgments and our choices, our energy, our devotion, and our love. Without you, Father, we are spiritual orphans in a cruel world. With you, we are victors, merciful, forgiving, loving, and filled with potential for good. Bless us, Lord. Guide us, keep us, and heal us, so that all we do may be glorifying of your great name, and so that the whole world will know you. We pray in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Bunny, before we dig into my question, we have so much to catch up with you on, but I can't wait to ask you about your book. I didn't have time to read it. I got it late Friday. And and here's why. And here's why. Because, because I saw Bunny Thursday, very early, <laughs> at Judge Mack's Faith and Freedom Breakfast, and she had her books out there. And Bunny, correct me if I'm wrong, I got the first copy. You got the first copy ever, Christy, and it technically does not come out till next February. Um, but we're gonna we're pushing pre-orders and doing a soft launch so that we can hopefully hit the bestseller list. But um, yeah, I'm super excited about this story and really inspiring Christians. Um, the book's called Jesus and Politics: One Woman's Walk with God in a Mudslinging Profession. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love and it. It's definitely been mudslinging. Um, my 16 years in political consulting um, has been an amazing journey of walking beside members of Congress and other elected officials. But the hope with the book is that every Christian can see themselves walking into culture and being those disciple makers, being the ones that pray for others, that believe for healing, that hear the voice of the Lord, and really be the ones that can. Uh, disciple the nation one heart at a time. That's mm. the heart of the book. Mm. Amen. And, and that's why it's so important that we give all of our perspectives to God so that he can shape them and reshape them as necessary so that when we do have that opportunity to engage, to disciple, we're doing it as we should because the Bible says it's better not to be a teacher because the responsibility is so great. So I didn't get it Friday. I got it Saturday, actually, when I got back from Tokyo. And Christy had it uh, for me. And uh, I've had a chance to scan it a little bit. But uh, what can you tell us about it? Well, each chapter is about our walk with the Lord, but it also tells stories from my career that kind of brings it all, you know, to clarity Um, One chapter is called, Can God Speak to Politicians? (laughs) And it's really about how to hear the Lord and how to be obedient when He calls us to do things. Um, One chapter is called, Teach Us to Pray, how there's, you know, if we don't find God in the place of prayer and we don't walk people into uh, intercession, that it's really hard to function in a world. Um, Another chapter is called, uh, The Enemies of Our Souls. It's the enemies in politics that really attack us. When people start getting involved in government politics, you're going to see pride, um, anger, and fear uh, be enemies that they constantly have to battle and, and to make sure that they're walking in a good place before the Lord in, those, in, the, in the culture. So throughout the whole book, whether it's dealing with our prejudice, dealing with our offenses, bitterness, and unforgiveness, 
I, I kind of take people through the journey, um, frankly, of how you can walk in politics and government and places and culture that seem hostile sometimes. Um, we have to walk into those places. We can't just stay within the walls of the church, but we also need to protect our souls and guard our hearts as we're going through that and make sure that we're Christ followers every day of our life in those spaces so that he gets the glory for our life. Because if we don't, um, the consequences on the fame of the Lord uh, and carrying his story really can be diminished if we don't watch our hearts. It sounds like an inspirational how-to. It is, um, but I didn't want to just tell people how to do it. I wanted to inspire them from stories. So there's stories in there um, about walking with Vice President Mike Pence, Sean Duffy, a congressman from Wisconsin that's now on Fox News, Lee Zeldin, my former um, consultant and my former boss, Congressman Jeb Henserling, Ron Wright, many members of Congress and their stories, and they all gave me permission to share their stories and how our intersection between me as a staffer and a consultant uh, empowered their life in some way. It really was a Mm. vulnerable and transparent process to walk through, to think that some of the stories that were meaningful to me in my career were also meaningful to them and really uh, impacted their life. Wow. Very cool. Yeah. And, and Bunny, what's going on with Christians Engaged? Well, we are growing, growing, growing. We we now have 150,000 Christians around the country in all 50 states uh, in our voter mobilization system. So we call the church to be actively regular in prayer, voting, and engagement. Three simple things. Pray for our nation, our elected officials. Uh, vote in every election. Every election is important, primaries, local elections, and engaging. It's time for us to get outside the walls of the church and impact our communities. And so we do that two ways. We mobilize people through our pledge to pray, vote, engage, and send out prayer reminders and voting reminders through text and email around every election. So, so people never forget an election again, and they can print off their ballot, discern their ballot um, as a Christian in a nonpartisan way. Um, And then we also uh, teach people through our on-demand video curriculum on civics and biblical worldview. We have so many classes that are just so in-depth, and we've seen people run for office. We've seen people have their entire minds and hearts changed uh, when they encounter the Bible and really get activated. Mm. You know, I'm firsthand, I see the importance of what you do, obviously, on many levels. But I got a reminder this morning that it's early voting time. And I might have not known otherwise, because it kind of sometimes, if it's not like a big election where everywhere you turn, you know about it, um, sometimes it doesn't come top of mind. And so it was really helpful. And now it's, 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 engaged me to say, okay, I need to go look at this further and see what I need to do as a Christian American. So thank you for that, well, thank buddy. You, yeah, <laughs> thank you, Christy, for, because that, that is the issue. People, Christians that, uh, you know, are interested in the well-being of America realize the importance um, of their vote, but we, we don't, we have lived busy lives. I mean, we have businesses, we have church responsibilities, kids, grandkids, you can't remember everything. So the beauty of what Christians Engage does 
is we send out a text and email when early voting begins, when early voting ends, three days before the election and on election day with your Christian roadmap for that particular election. Uh, Here in Texas, we have a constitutional amendment election happening November 7th. And so that's the guide that just went out today. And people can find that also on our website. Every state has its own page. And we try to educate you and help you do a simple exercise of printing off your ballot, spending 20 to 30 minutes researching it, and go into the polls, you know, more educated than anybody else, frankly, that's going into that polling place. So important. Absolutely. And that's what was on my heart today when I was thinking about that question, what if you're wrong? Because as we step forward in faith, which is the desired outcome, uh, obviously Matthew chapter 28, go and make disciples of all nations. And so as we lean forward in faith, we need to make sure that we're putting things the way they should be put and we have the right perspectives. And so I love that uh, message. I don't know, have you had a chance to look at Eric Metaxas' new book on a letter to the American church? Absolutely. He actually released that book at our conference last year. And um, so we were honored to have Eric on the first day that that book released. But it's such an important, important message. Um, I mean, especially as we look at what's happening with in Israel right now and their fight against Hamas, we see um, just a lot of Christians that, you know, name the name of Christ, but that really don't have a biblical worldview or understanding of what the Bible says on certain topics. Right. And so then it becomes confusion on the Internet and confusion in their communities, specifically our younger generation that just really doesn't understand um, what the Bible says. And so we have to be Bible-believing Christians that go to the Word of God as our final source for everything, and then we need to communicate in a way that brings people into a conversation and helps disciple them. Um, because there's a lot of landmines happening right now. Yeah, absolutely. There's a line that I love from uh, Eric Metaxas' uh, new book. He's talking about uh, Christians, and he said, God expects those who have a voice to speak out for those who do not. And so when I think about the opportunity that we have as American voters and how what this nation does affects the entire world, I think about the importance of us being educated, aware, seeing things as they are, as God would have us see them, and let letting Jesus change our heart and that changing our thoughts and our feelings and our actions. Stay with us, friends. We're going to talk more about this with Bunny Pounds in the second segment. God's Word says that He loves a cheerful giver. You've probably heard that part of Scripture often quoted when it comes to tithing. Friends, we'd like you to consider your cheerful giving to God through Courageous Christianity. With your tax-deductible donation, you will be helping us achieve our mission to equip Christian men for the spiritual battlefield in order to glorify God and create godly change. No amount is too small. You can make a donation by texting any amount to 281-800-4940. That's 281-800-4940. Or visit CourageousChristianity.today. And for a donation of $25 or more, we will send you a signed copy of host Richard Mendelow's book, 
Right Makes Might, 40 Days to Courageous Christianity, a devotional that will equip you in your walk as a courageous Christian. If texting isn't a fit for you, you can also donate and find more information about the Courageous Christianity ministry, links to all the aired shows, a blog for Christian warriors, and an opportunity to submit prayer requests at courageouschristianity.today. Please donate and be a part of sustaining our efforts in serving our Heavenly Father by serving His warriors on the spiritual battlefield. Please text to donate at 281-800-4940 or visit courageouschristianity.today. God bless you. No, I never consider myself a teacher. No man of God, no kind of preacher. The only thing I know about faith is what I've seen. I love that intro, Corey. Friends, welcome back. <laughs> it does You're listening to work. Courageous Christianity. <laughs> And we're talking with Bunny Pounds, the president and founder of Christians Engaged, about submitting our understanding to God, to his word, and then leaning forward in faith so as to shine light into this dark world. And I had an interesting experience this morning with my devotional to add to the question that I'm asking each of you to consider what if you're wrong as we lean forward in faith we can't afford to be wrong uh, we shape america and america shapes the world and if we don't shape america then popular culture shapes america and it gets messier so this morning i was reading my devotional and it said we must accept people and that kind of took me aback and it it felt wrong and I thought, well, what if they do horrible things? And I wasn't comfortable with that, and I wasn't comfortable with my feelings, so what do I do? I open the Bible. Yeah, there you go. And I didn't go online because right now there's a, in some places, there's a potential for Scripture to be electronically manipulated. Yes. And uh, so I opened my book to Romans chapter 15, verse 7, which is what the devotional spoke to, and it said, Accept one another then, just as Christ accepted you, in order to bring praise to God. So, okay, it does in fact say that, but what's the context? Um, as I was shaping my perspective to make sure I'm in the right place as a teacher, I wondered what uh, is all around that. And so I read commentary on it. And I went to a site that I trust called BibleGateway.com, and they have the Bible, and they have good commentary, and they can send you devotionals every day on your phone if you sign up for that. And I also read about the context of this verse in uh, my study Bible called the Zondervan Life Application Study Bible, and this is what it said. It said that the church in Rome was diverse, made up of Jews and Gentiles, slaves and free, rich and poor, strong and weak. It added that accepting meant showing hospitality and avoiding discrimination, consciously greeting those who might you might not otherwise talk to, seeking common ground in fellowship, and accepting each other. It was talking about believers and persons, not behavior. So in working through this, I resolved my dissonance. We accept people, especially believers— but we don't accept all behavior because the Bible says to resist evil and to not be conformed to the world. So if we're willing to do the work 
of actually digging in so that we can ensure that we're coming at things from the perspective God would have us come as opposed to us just bringing our opinions because the world is full of opinions. Yeah. And we're more and more lost every day. Even Christians are lost. And so what I would ask is don't readily accept what you see online, what you see on Facebook. Do the due diligence, dig in, and then as you lean forward, you're giving uh, everybody around you the opportunity to see the light of go, God's Word. Yeah, go to the one true source, God's Word. Amen. Because it says, be alert and of sober mind. And so that's what I mean when I say that we have to be humble enough to believe that we might be wrong and to bring all that we think, feel, and do to God in prayer and the study of His Word because the stakes are so high. Bunny, how does that strike you? I I think you're right on, Richard. I have a a chapter in my book called Prejudice on the Right and the Left. And so many times that we look at people with labels or we look at people with um, different things, you know, frankly, some, you know, even some prejudice that we have against them. Um, But we need to see people for what God wants to do in their life. We need to be after God's story in their life and after his heart for them. But it does not mean that we accept every viewpoint as on the same, on the same foundation, that we accept every viewpoint as correct. There is a moral code. There is scripture that tells us what is right and wrong and how we should pursue life. So, yes, I believe our public discourse needs to be one of respect for each other in all in that we are created in the image of God, that God loves us, each one individually, wherever, you know, religion we come from, whatever uh, race we come from, whatever social economic platform we, we are in. But at the same time, we need to look at what Scripture says, and we need to make sure that we are lining up to that and pursuing speaking the truth in love. So I believe we can do that as Christ followers without shouting at people, hating on people. A lot of the, the discourse that's happening online, frankly, is just deplorable that these are things that are being said as Christ followers to people, um, one to another. Um, so we have to get this right, and I think you're, you're on the right place with that. Thank you. Uh, something so important is that the only behavior we control is our own. And so sometimes on Facebook and some of those deplorable comments that we see online, the people's excuse for saying that would be, well, they said this. Well, I don't care. Uh, They are not a Christian. They aren't wearing the uniform of Christ and flying his banner. God's name won't be blasphemed because of them, but it will because of you. And so control your own behavior. Be the person you're supposed to be. Speak the truth, and that's what gives us the ability to walk into these noisy, uh, conflict-filled rooms and have peace, because we're not attached to being right. We're not attached to controlling other people's behavior. We're attached to being the people God wants us to be, and he will control those other outcomes. So, uh, Christy. I think the thing that bugs me about this whole thing is that people go and put things online, they say opinions, but yet they've never read the Bible. 
Right. That, that's and uh, that just blows my it, mind. And and to me, per, obviously, I'm not perfect, but you know, I'm not going to say something if I'm not pretty sure it's right. And by the way, I don't even know if things are right unless I go to the Bible and double check it. <laughs> was it Star Wars? With great power comes great responsibility. I, I I should know that. I love Star Wars, but I didn't. Even, I don't even know that for sure. <laughs> well, think about it. With free speech comes the responsibility to say kind, necessary, true things. Otherwise, I love the Chinese proverb, Bunny. I've often regretted opening my mouth. I've never regretted keeping it closed. <laughs> so let me ask you this. Um, what would you say your State of the Union address right now, Bunny Pound's perspective on where we are in this nation? I think we're in a very dark place right now. Um, but the biggest issue in our in our nation is is not who's right on the right or the left. It's biblical illiteracy. We just don't know the Bible. Pastors don't know the Bible. Um, Christians in the pews, you know, I don't know where you guys were in church when you were in your 20s, but, man, when I grew up in youth group in 20s, man, we had Bible studies all the time. We were constantly researching things. We were pulling out our Strong's Concordance and looking to see, you know, what are all the scriptures on Israel, on economics, different topics. Uh, None of that's happening right now. And what most Christians are receiving is a 20-minute sermon on a Sunday morning, if that. Only one in four Christians show up on a Sunday morning once a month. So we've got a huge problem of biblical illiteracy, and I want to call the church to specifically those that are engaged in politics and government to read the Bible. Right, because otherwise it's just our opinions. Um, kind of like the movie The Big Lebowski where he says it's just like uh, your opinion, man. <laughs> um, I think you hit the nail on, on the head, and I don't know that I understand that because what's funny is sometimes I'll talk to a pilot about this, and we literally live and die by the flight manual and the flight operations manual. And they'll have various opinions, and I'll ask, have you read the Bible? And they'll say no. And I'll say, so you have a biblical opinion, but you've never read the Bible. And they'll say, I guess. And I'll I'll say, well, if I told you something about uh, standard operating procedure or the airplane, the flight manual, limits, what's the first thing you'd do? I'd look it up. Okay. So then why are you so willing to accept somebody's word for something as important as your eternal future? Uh, I don't know. That, that, that's so hard for me to accept. Well, and I'll say this too, Richard. You can take on a position and not take on a person. That's one of the things we train our Christians that go through our on-ramp to civic engagement seminar to do. Take on the position with the Word of God, but don't attack the person personally. Because at the end of the day... God loves them, and He's after their heart and their eternal eternal salvation. Um, I share a story in my upcoming book um, about a leading uh, Texas politician that I would normally never be in the same room with, but God gave me a, a strategic encounter with this person, and I'll be sharing that publicly coming up soon. But it changed my life because I saw God's heart for this person, and he's demonized right all over our site in many in many circles. And so he wants to change their hearts. He wants to change their positions. 
um, but he wants us to love people and see them after the spirit. Amen. I love it. Friends, stay with us. We'll be back in the third segment. They fought for our freedom and made sacrifices most of us can't imagine. And now our veterans need our help. Hi, friends. I'm Christy Mendelow, Richard's wingman here on Courageous Christianity. You've possibly heard us talking about Freedom Alliance on the show. It's an organization near and dear to our hearts. Freedom Alliance is healing the wounds of war, including the devastating emotional injuries that cause veterans to reject God's love. Freedom Alliance is saving lives and military marriages. They rehabilitate wounded heroes, donate customized wheelchairs to amputees, and provide college scholarships to the sons and daughters of military heroes. I hope you'll join us in supporting our combat veterans by donating to Freedom Alliance today. I urge you to visit freedomalliance.org to learn more about their mission. We at Courageous Christianity know the team at Freedom Alliance, and we've seen them do the Lord's work. They are committed to helping ordinary Americans who've done extraordinary things. Please go to freedomalliance.org to make a contribution that will change a hero's life. Friends, since we launched this show, Christy Mendelow has been my wingman on Courageous Christianity. To our message of Courageous Faith, she adds her invaluable perspective as a transformational coach. She is the walking embodiment of courage and compassion, and she brings this to bear on those going through divorce in her own show, The Divorce Coaching Hour, which airs Saturdays from 1 to 2 p.m. right here on 100.7 KKHT, The Word. For those who are struggling in their marriages, she brings hope with guests who speak to the myriad counseling options available. For those who are going through divorce, she offers invaluable technical assistance. And for those who are coming out of divorce, she delivers a unique perspective on the opportunity for growth and change. If you are, or a friend or family member is, struggling in a marriage, contemplating or going through divorce, you need a wingman. You'll want to tune in each Saturday to hear from Christy and her guests. One thing is for sure, as I have learned over all the shows on Courageous Christianity and personally, you can count on Christy for truth, for a faith-based perspective, for compassion, and for insightful guidance. Tune in each Saturday. She'll be there for you as well. Don't miss the Divorce Coaching Hour every Saturday at 1 p.m. on 100.7 FM, KKHT, The Word. Right here, right here, I'm weak at the knees, but I'm still holding on to a hope. Friends, welcome back. You're listening to Courageous Christianity, and we are having a wonderful conversation with Miss Bunny Pounds, president and founder of Christians Engaged, and her expertise is the messy arena of politics. And a scripture that uh, came to me this morning, which Bunny alluded to as we went out, she said, you attack people's positions, you don't attack people. And when we say the word attack, obviously, we don't literally mean you're going to attack people. We found the best ways to just ask questions. And you find out where people are. And so what came to me in regard to that this morning from 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 5, it says, We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God, and we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. So taking your thoughts captive simply means gaining control over what you think about yourself and life and the position. And this can only be done by first looking into the mirror of God's truth and then looking at the world out the window 
of his truth. It's not about being nice. It's not about marshmallows and chocolate. It's about what God says is right. Thinking, feeling, and doing what God says is right is the kindest and most loving thing we can do. It's what this confused, sad, and twisted world needs the most. And so we got to get it right. And what Bunny said in that area is so important. And so, Bunny politics. I think a lot of people are confused about politics, whether our voice matters and so forth. And so, Christy's raising her hand. I, I have to, Christy, okay. thank you. <laughs> okay. um, and I, I kind of knew we were going to talk about politics. You know, Bunny just wrote a book called Jesus and Politics. Jesus and Politics. <laughs> there you <Yes>. go. <laughs> um, and I, I mentioned this on the show last week, but I don't know that I articulated it this well, and maybe I will this time. Um, we just recently saw Sting perform, and he uh, sang, If I Ever Lose My Faith in You. And there was a moment at which, speaking of politics, when he's singing it and he's saying, some would say, I'm a lost man in a lost world. You could say, I lost my faith in the people on TV. You could say, I'd lost my belief in our politicians. And the whole crowd, all of a sudden, yeah, like just this eruption. And I just thought, wow, what a state are we in where, you know, to me, I kind of just heard blame in there for the state that we're in. Um, but I think there's so much behind it that we don't we don't really get politics. We don't really understand it. Yet that's what we're doing. We're just kind of crying out about it. In frustration. Yeah, well put. So, well, Bunny, what is behind politics from your experience? Well, it, it, what was in my textbook in my American government class at Dallas Baptist University was the definition of politics is who gets what, when, and how. And I think we, we think that politics is inherently evil um, and that anybody getting involved in that is doing something that, you know, I even put in my book, a mudslinging profession, right? This is mudslinging. Why would I want to do it as a Christian? Well, politics, I don't know how many of y'all have children or grandchildren that lobby you for where they want to go eat after church every Sunday, <laughs> right? <laughs> I mean, politics is in our churches. It's in our schools. It's somebody saying, I want this. Can you do what I want to happen? And we people and leaders making decisions, right? So it's really about who are the people that are active in that, who are the ones that are pursuing uh, their point of view. And Christians, many ways, have sat on the sidelines of politics instead of being involved. Instead of biblical values and principles being pushed out in the public square, we've sat back behind the scenes and done nothing. So I'll start with that point. And then now we have to actively engage. Now we have to hold our elected officials accountable. At the same time, we encourage them and help them walk the path we want them to walk. Um, I told you, I mentioned briefly Eric Metaxas' new book. Friends, it's called Letter to the American Church. And in it, he talks at great length within the first 13 pages about how Christians were duped into believing that politics is not our place. And he, he laments uh, at the irony of that, that the lie perpetrated about the separation of church and state is somehow designed to protect the state from the church 
as opposed to its true intent, which is to protect the church from the state, that Congress shall make no law regarding the establishment of religion. So it's so important for us to understand that if we aren't shaping the political world, who gets what, when, and how, then it's basically a zoo with no morals and no ethics. And so if you turn on CNN, you will see zoo reports every night. And the sad thing is, is our children are going to live in that zoo and they're going to grow up in that zoo. And so it's, it's not funny. It's sad. And that's why it's so important that we accept the responsibility to engage and then we do so um, intelligently and uh, we serve up God's word in a way that allows people to chew on it happily as the blessing and the banquet that it is, as opposed to trying to force it down their throat, which will just cause them to regurgitate. And so, sorry, Bunny, I may have gone on a little Correct. bit Correct. No, it's so important, Richard. I mean, my friend, Congressman Michael Cloud, who serves on our advisory board, he serves in the U.S. Capitol. And Michael always says this all the time. He said, Unfortunately, it is the church's responsibility, and the church is the ones that have failed, ultimately. Um, You know, in the book of Revelation, you know, you hear God speaking. He doesn't say to the Congress in the Laodicean church, to the Congress of this. It's to the church of Laodicea. The church ultimately has a responsibility, and that's why we spend a lot of our time with Christians Engaged talking about pray vote and engage. And frankly, the church has not done the first two well. We won't even get into the third one. That one's not happening at all. But when we we elect someone or we send somebody to Washington, D.C. or to Austin or to our state houses around the country, um, they are going, if they're believers, if they have a biblical worldview, if they're Christians, that we are saying, we believe in you to go to this place of influence. Many times we are leaving them on the battleground without prayer covering, without staying in their life. It's like you sending a missionary to China, and then you just forget about them out of your church. That's what we're doing with many times with these elected officials. And so we see these scandals. We see these uh, improprieties, sexual improprieties. We see ethics issues. We see all these things. But I, I want to remind Christians how many people that have you gotten elected or that you've met at a town hall or you met, they go to church with you, that serve in public office, do you text them? Do you think about them? Do you pray for them? Because when they enter into these places, they are getting attacked. The hordes of hell are coming against them. And I just want to remind the church that, as First Timothy 2 says, we pray for our leaders, that we may live a peaceful life. It's our responsibility to pray for them and believe God for them. And it's a lot of times we just leave them and abandon them. Well, I'll tell you something. I've never thought of it from that perspective before. I have never thought to myself that I have sent this person outside the wire into the fight without proper covering. All I've ever thought is I elected this person, I voted for this person, and they aren't doing what I want. So in the question, um, what if you're wrong, I have to say, you know what? I've never thought of that. My perspective needs to change. I am wrong. 
And I can assure you that uh, we pray for this nation uh, at when we say grace. Christy and I do. But I've never thought of it from that perspective, Bunny. And it's so important. And friends, if you're wondering how this came to pass, this whole church-state thing, how it got reversed, and how it is that the people who are supposed to be speaking out aren't speaking out, Eric Metaxas has a brilliant passage in his new book, Letter to the American Church, which says, in order to understand this, we must also go back to the mid-1950s to understand what happened. It was in 1954 that then-Senator Lyndon Johnson introduced an amendment to the U.S. tax code prohibiting churches and any other nonprofit organizations from taking a public stand on political candidates. If anyone from a pulpit dared to endorse a candidate, that church's tax exemption would be repealed. It is astonishing that pastors in America allowed this wild idea to go uncontested. In this, they behaved rather like many of the submissive pastors in Germany two decades earlier. Of course, for American pastors to submit meekly to anything like this is far more shocking given our own history of religious liberty and freedom of speech. And so it is absolutely bizarre that throughout history, religious leaders have commented on the state of government and the state of politics and have leaned on elected officials to do the right thing while they're praying for them to do the right thing. And we allowed this to happen in the 50s, which then, if, if you follow that logic, look at what happened in the 60s and the 70s, and we are now reaping the fruits of that. So the opportunity is here to speak into it, to speak bravely into it, And organizations like My Faith Votes from last week, Jason Yates, and Bunny Pounds this week, Christians Engaged, are giving you the tools. But it's your responsibility to ask the question, what if we're wrong, and to say the stakes are too high for me to hazard that, so I'm going to engage, and I'm going to get excited about the opportunity that I have to shape the future of the United States and the world. Stay with us, friends. Recently, Ryan Reed was a guest on Courageous Christianity, and we want you to know more about his jiu-jitsu gym. Gracie Jiu-Jitsu is a place where you'll find good people and great jiu-jitsu. Whether you were training to learn self-defense, to get in shape, looking for a new hobby, or want to compete, Gracie Jiu-Jitsu in Huntsville, Texas has something for you. Log on to GracieUmaitaHuntsville.com to learn more and to get your two-week free trial. Log on to GracieUmaitaHuntsville.com today. Did you know that about 25 million Christians don't vote consistently? That's about one in three Christians, and that's a staggering and unfortunate amount. Many Christians stay home on Election Day because they think their vote won't really make a difference. But what if 90 million Christians stood united for Christ? We could have a real influence on our nation. God's Word clearly calls us to bring the influence of our faith into every aspect of our lives. We here at Courageous Christianity, along with My Faith Votes, want to see Christians boldly standing united for Christ. My Faith Votes is a nonpartisan organization that mobilizes and equips believers to pray unceasingly, think biblically, and vote in every election. Even though the recent elections have passed, now is the time to join with us and My Faith Votes to pray, 
think, and vote in all future elections. Go to MyFaithVotes.org to learn more about voting your faith and to stand united for Christ. In his arms he'll take and shield thee. Thou wilt find a solace there. Friends, welcome back. You're listening to Courageous Christianity. And that beautiful voice is Chad Strader, who allows us to use his music. And what a friend we have in Jesus. We're talking with Miss Bunny Pounds, president and founder of Christians Engaged. And we're talking about how we engage. And we're talking about getting our hearts right and getting our minds right uh, before we engage so that we do good and we don't do bad. And as we were going out, I was talking about Eric Metaxas' new book and him mentioning uh, that in the 50s, Lyndon Johnson um, shaped this uh, legislation that said churches would lose their tax-exempt status. And that hasn't happened. Nobody's pushed that. Nobody's tried to make that work because we know it wouldn't. And it reminds me of how I was at uh, POW school, Survival, Evasion, Resistance, and Escape School, and I'd been had to turn myself in. I didn't get captured. Yay, me. <laughs> and you turn yourself in so that you can spend the, the practice time in the POW camp, and it's very real. And we were told to sit on these concrete floors with our knees up, ankles crossed, and our hands on our knees. And I sat there for hours like that, everything falling asleep, freezing cold in uh, the mountains of California in February. And after we were uh, finished, as I was being debriefed on my performance in the POW camp, one of the questions asked was, why did I try that? Why did I do that? Why did I allow myself to be made to do that thing? Why didn't I just do what I wanted? And the worst thing that would have happened was somebody would have said, hey, you're not supposed to do that. And I think Christians are living a little bit in that place where we're doing what the world wants us to do, and the world is cowing us, and they're telling us to do all these things because they don't want us to speak the truth. What do you think about that, Bunny? A hundred percent correct, Richard. What a lot of people don't understand is the Johnson Amendment um, that you just talked about the history of is a paper tiger. It's never been enforced. No one's ever lost their tax-exempt status. Um, pastors have freedom, just like every American, to endorse candidates, give to candidates, um, to go block walking, to make phone calls. They can do whatever they want in their uh, personal lives, just like a corporate CEO can can do. Um, you know, I don't think it's wisdom sometimes for pastors to endorse a candidate from the pulpit, but they can. Um you know, it's they're never going to lose their tax-exempt status. So oh, we important. need to just think through how are we engaging. Um, and pastors, frankly, should be leading the charge on prayer, voting, and engagement, teaching Christians in their, their congregations the power of prayer, the power of praying, uh, voting in every election, loving your neighbor, um, electing righteous people, and engaging in our communities. I've seen so many pastors that we connect with at Christians Engage. We have a strategic ministry partnership program for local churches and pastors that get fired up and they start putting in their members in commissions and cities, running them for city council, 
start really actively engaging in their communities, and it's for the purpose of the gospel. Their light becomes brighter when they start engaging in their communities. Amen. The idea that the gospel shouldn't go there is absolutely wrong. It should shape everything we do, everything we think, everything we feel, and then we have to make sure that it is scriptural so that we're not on our own program. Bunny, how do our listeners find Christians Engaged? Well, it's easy. Just go to ChristiansEngaged.org. That's Christians with an S, engaged with a D.org. Take our pledge to pray, vote, and engage, and you'll start getting our voting reminders that Christy talked about. Um, You'll check out our classes. Um, And then the book is for pre-order, wherever you pre-order books, Amazon, Barnes & Nobles, Books A Million, ChristianBook.com. Just type in bunny with an I, bunny pounds, and it's Jesus and politics. So we've got a really cool cover, and you can pre-order that um, for your kids and grandkids when it comes out in February. I have to say it really is a cool cover. I've spent some time just looking at it. <laughs> it's just, I don't <laughs> know what it's about it. But, turn- yeah. Yeah, you got the independents, the Republicans, and the Democrats in the different colors. <laughs> yeah, well, I got that, but then I was like, okay, is that finger painting? Is that so? What's is that paint? And how is it? It just yeah. was, it is. You're absolutely right. It's very interesting. And it's red, white, and blue. Yeah. And yeah, so uh, the way we live our lives as Christians affects our nation, and that's critical. Bunny, final thoughts? I just want to encourage every Christian to, again, know God, walk with Jesus. He, he's after your heart and soul, and more than what we do, he, he wants you to know Him. He wants to love you, and He wants to be loved through you. And so everything that we do in this culture, in our city, state, and nation, um, should come as an overflow out of that. And I hope that's what people get out of this book, is an intimacy with Jesus story above everything else. Amen. I love it, friends. That's the truth. And that brings us to our moment of truth. As you know, in every show, we look at a scripture which informs our discussion. And today, our moment of truth comes from Second Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14, which says, If my people, who are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven, and I will forgive their sin, and I will heal their land. Because I'll tell you, Friends, we've made too big a mess of this nation to fix it ourselves. And not only that, but to think that we can fix it ourselves is irrational because we're the ones who made the mess of it. We messed it up in our thinking, and how could our thinking then fix the mess? So we began the show by asking a critical question. I asked simply, what if you're wrong? As we've heard today, people have opinions and perspectives which may or may not be right, and just, and good, and unselfish. These opinions and perspectives have a lot to do with their motivations and their desires for worldly things like power and money. Bunny shared one definition of politics, and the definition I've always used is that it's about the distribution of power, and then that power is used for money, and that's what we see happening to a great extent, and it's primarily because we don't make ourselves heard. We accept things like we did in COVID, and we accept things at these other times like when we're told that church and state are separate. In this most important question that we're asking, there's only one way to know the answer. What if you're wrong? 
Only in one way can you sift your perspectives, opinions, and judgments to ensure that you're not on the wrong side of what is right and just and kind. Only in one way can you quiet the noise of popular culture. Only in one way can you repel the minute-by-minute assault of digital invaders. Only in one way can you still your own mind so as to bring everything you think into question to carefully ensure that in the one life you have to live and in the many ways you can influence the world around you, you are not wrong. That one thing is that we must bring ourselves to the Lord. We must seek His face. We must humble ourselves and pray. We must read the Bible, not to get through a page or a chapter, but to seek God. We must pour every thought and perspective through Scripture to see what God says is right. Men and women are broken. We live in a fallen world. The answer lies outside the world. Only by submitting all you think and feel and to do God's will will you be able to ensure that you are not in the wrong. And that's courageous Christianity. So, Bunny, as you hear that, any additional thoughts? Yes. Being a courageous Christian um, is loving Jesus with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength, and loving our neighbors as ourselves. The first commandment is really what we need to try to operate in. Um, And I really believe that when Christians operate in the first commandment, um, all of that's going to flow out to to the world around them. Amen. So, friends, you heard Bunny say it. Pray, vote, and engage. With over 150,000 strong, you'll have good company. You can find them at christiansengage.org. And we can change the public discourse. But to do that, we have to make sure that we are not holding wrong thoughts, wrong feelings, wrong opinions, and wrong perspectives. And if we can pray with and for people, they can reach out to us on our website, courageouschristianity.today. Amen. Friends, as Bunny said, the State of the Union is a dark place, primarily because we don't know the Bible. And that's an easy fix. Pick up a Bible. Start reading. Amen. Find a church to help guide you in that effort. And friends, as we close, please continue to pray for Israel. Pray for God's hand in healing and comforting her people. Pray for his return of her hostages. And pray for his swift and mighty retribution on the cowards who attacked her. In Genesis chapter 12, verse 3, God says of Israel, I will bless those who bless you, and whoever curses you, I will curse. And all peoples on earth will be blessed through you. Let this be the first of our perspectives that we give to God. Thanks for joining us today. We hope you'll join us each and every week here on 100.7 FM, KKHT The Word in Houston, Texas, at kkht.com on your favorite podcast app or on courageouschristianity.today where you can listen to previous episodes by podcast. We're honored to walk with you in Christ. God bless and simplify. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
the explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.